0: Made on Zencaster. Welcome to today's episode. I am so thrilled to have Melissa join me on this episode. Melissa is a talented photographer, a blogger, and a course creator. She is here to discuss how she uses self-portrait for self-reflection and how she has cultivated more self-love since she started using self-portrait as a tool. We often forget to appreciate ourselves and that our journey is so unique to us and she's here to encourage us to do so. So if you want to know more how to use self-portrait or even your selfie that you took today for self-exploration, then stay tuned. Welcome to the Awaken Your Inner Queen podcast. I'm your host, Jen van Veen and I am a spiritual and mindset coach NLP and hypnosis practitioner and a tarot and oracle reader. I have a burning passion with helping you awaken your inner queen and to start claiming your space in this universe unapologetically. I am so excited to share this safe, warm space with you today on our journey towards self-love and personal growth. So if you are curious about spirituality and how to incorporate that to your own self-love routine so that you can start showing your so full confidence that you are in the right place. So are you ready? Hi, Melissa. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited today deep into this so today we're going to talk about self-portraits and how we can use that uh, for self-reflection um can you tell me a little bit on how you got inspired to use uh, self portrait as self-exploration uh, tool
1: mm, sure um it, well inspiration is definitely a good word for it <laughs> um it was really it was sort of like mid pandemic in, in twenty twenty. And prior to that I was a brand photographer and working directly with clients. But then because everything was shut down, um, that couldn't happen anymore. Yeah. So um it had been probably a few months of no photography work at all. And I hadn't touched my camera at all. And then I I woke up One Mm -hmm. brain and had this (laughs) unstoppable energy to take self portraits. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Which was kind of weird because I I hadn't done self portraits before. Like it was, it was not something that I'd done, but I just felt like I needed to do them. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So I afterwards, I realized that Mm -hmm. there was something more to this than just capturing an image of myself, and that it was actually sort of part of this self-discovery journey that I was on. Yeah, And I was able to kind of adapt that um, as a practice and kind of be more creative with it. So like that first first session that I did, it was very just like raw. (laughs) I hadn't thought about it at all, just sort of pulled out my camera and, and took some photos. But the next one, was a little bit more planned out. I had this concept in my mind and and that concept was sort of about me embodying this vision of myself that I hadn't had before and hadn't expressed before. And so bringing that version of me to life through the photo, um, <laughs> that process was really sort of like what made me realize how powerful self-portraits could be.
0: Yeah. Amazing. And how do self-portraits then, in your opinion, differentiate from other forms of self-expression, such as journaling? Like for me, for example, I like to use journaling more as, you know, exploring myself and like dotting down my thoughts and everything that comes through me, like uh, working through my emotions. I do that mostly through uh, journaling or sometimes, you know, like EFT or breath work. So, how is that then, in your opinion, different?
1: Yeah, I also love those things too. <laughs> also, an avid journaler. Uh, so, definitely, there there's so much value in those things as well. Um, but I think self portraits differ from those things because it's so visual, and you're sort of—I describe it sometimes as sort of like trying something on, or mm-hmm. even like role playing in a way where where you get to physically become something and then see yourself as that thing (laughs) through the photo if that makes sense yeah it makes total sense so it's a very like physical process and then like you have the benefit of like after the fact being that external observer but you've also sort of like you're observing yourself (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: in the thought so yeah I would say it's different because of that visual element and that the aspect of sort of taking yourself out of the situation and, and and becoming yeah. the observer. Whereas with journaling or, or something like that, it's much more of like a mental exercise where you're sort of having to like formulate words and think about what words fit to what you're trying to process. And maybe, maybe you don't have mm-hmm. words for something and you really just want to see it and you need to look at it in order to, be able to process
0: it yeah i know that makes total sense to me because sometimes you just cannot think of how to express what you're feeling so um having that visual uh representation for them Mm -hmm. makes total sense and like in a sense i don't think like it's Mm -hmm. two separate one that you can either do this or do that would you think like it will? It can work really well together? Like, you know, having that visual representation, but then after like taking the self portraits, um, like journaling upon what you're seeing or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Usually mm-hmm. actually how it works now that I have a bit more of a, a previous <laughs> to it and then I've done it a number of times. Before I actually do a shoot, I'm reflecting on, you know, beforehand like how I'm feeling but I'm thinking like what is it that I'm trying to work through to the best of my ability like maybe I don't have all the words but I'm yeah. you know working <laughs> the I then I mean, I'll do I'll do the shoot and have fun with that and then afterwards when I am sort of looking at the photos and having that experience of it that I'm also journaling then as well of because new things have come up especially if you're like trying on a new kind of persona that you're not used to or that might be kind of scary to you or <laughs> or it just feels like too big for you in that moment a lot of things can come up around that so I definitely think the journaling and the photos work really well together and like almost should go together <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you just mentioned like you have a process can you like walk us briefly through the steps like you don't need to go like into details because I do know that you have a course and Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like (laughs) um, I don't think we can like explore that in a couple of minutes here (laughs) Um, so just like a small process on So that we have a little bit of an overview. If someone who is completely new to like thought of using self-portraits for self-exploration or cultivating self-love, how can we get started? What process Mm -hmm. do you recommend for them? Mm
1: -hmm. So I think it depends a little bit on how you gather inspiration or how you receive inspiration. So maybe it's more about a certain mood or a feeling for you. And then you can kind of start from there as start with this mood of, I don't know, like luxurious (laughs) self-love day. Like maybe that's where you want to start. And then you can build from there. Sometimes for me, it's like a visual thing, like a spot in my apartment will kind of capture my attention one day in a way that it hasn't. And then I'll think, oh, that looks really interesting. Like what? what is that pulling out of me? For self-love specifically, I think it can also be like if there's a, a place in your home that makes you feel happy, safe, content, peaceful, you can you can just sit in, in that space mm-hmm. and really just casually capture yourself. It doesn't have to be um, this very intense process. Like you can just use your cell phone. You don't have to have a professional camera. You can just use your furniture or like a pile of books to prop up your camera so i don't need like green screen or yeah you don't need all of that what's more important in the process is that you're you're giving yourself space to sort of like feel and be in that experience and then Mm -hmm. have that visual to reflect on afterwards. and it's less about is this photo perfect technically or is the lighting perfect or like we don't need perfection and in that we just need really just to create that base for reflection (laughs) that sounds
0: good yeah so no fancy
1: things in the beginning at all (laughs) you can if you want if you have and and you want to do it but if you really just want you know to get started Mm -hmm. quickly and easily without stress totally just do your (laughs) (laughs) phone. that sounds
0: really good and how do you think it can help connect us with our, you know, we were talking a lot about like reflecting and how do you think uh, it can help us um, connect with our emotions and like, you know,
1: our inner queens? <laughs> so I think deciding what that looks like for you, like what does your inner queen feel like? What does your inner queen want and desire? And sorry i'm looking like that way
0: because yeah you're like (laughs) i like thinking myself like how do i see my inner queen
1: (laughs) yeah like what does your inner queen wear Mm -hmm. what is she eating like what is she listening to like what smells are around her really just like painting that picture in your head of like who is that person and then you could you could totally just like craft a scene (laughs) You can like wear what wear what your inner queen would wear. You Bring those smells into your space. Light some candles. Do whatever it is. Like have a rose petal bath. <laughs> whatever whatever it is that connects you to that identity, it's kind of like a, a higher self identity too. Of like, yeah, exactly <laughs> that version. And then you can you can bring that to life through a like a photo shoot that you're setting up for yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. And as a newbie who may feel a bit more confident when they are doing this whole photo shoot
1: with Mm -hmm.
0: their partner or best friend, what do you reckon will be the biggest benefit of doing it on their own? Um, You know, because obviously, if they bring in their partner or friends, it's not self-portrait anymore. Mm
1: -hmm. I think there's a lot of value in Mm -hmm. being completely alone when when you're doing it, especially when you're first starting out, because there can be a lot of, um, a lot of sort of chatter, not like people in your space actually talking to you, but, but just sort of that, um, mental chatter of like, hmm, what if I do this? Like, would my friend think that's weird? Or like you have those sort of mental barriers come up of, you know, like when, when other people are around, we have our sort of like personality. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> we're sort of like presenting it yeah. to people. We're like, how how should I present myself? It's not happening like so consciously, but other people do sort of affect how we how we express ourselves. And so I think there's a lot of value in just removing that element. And then when you're alone, you're like, you can be so weird, <laughs> <laughs> like whatever you think weird is, or whatever you think other people might think is yeah. weird. Um, you can you can just do that because no one ever has to see what you're doing you don't have to show these photos to anybody so you can really just sort of do the things that you you might not normally do if other people were around you
0: I think that makes total sense like I purposely asked this question because last time we were talking it kind of like came up for me because I'm someone who, who doesn't really take selfies all the time and I like to take pictures more of other people and, and places and stuff rather than uh, being in the forefront so Mm -hmm. I think like there is something what you're saying like it's very vulnerable but at the same time very liberating to like taking pictures and being weird whatever weird is (laughs) and so yeah I I definitely think that is something like maybe some people won't even like realize that if they start using this as a tool for self-exploration that a lot can come up without them realizing that they were actually like looking at themselves now instead of being behind the camera.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's sort of what happened for me too as well, because I had always been the one taking photos. Exactly. I was (laughs) was always the photographer at like family reunions or like, you know, wherever I was, it was like, oh, Melissa's good at (laughs) photography, like she'll take photos. So I was always the one like looking at the scene in front of me and mm-hmm. being that observer, never actually becoming the observer of myself. And when you actually sort of take time to observe yourself and not in like a critical way or a judgmental way, but just sort of like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. what what, <laughs> what do I like? What, am I, what do I want to spend my time on today? Like really just sort of giving yourself that space to have that sort of like inner conversation with yourself
0: yeah like being neutral in that
1: situation
0: and can you then share any personal like experience that you may have had or even like some examples that maybe you've seen with your clients while trying to teach them or when you're you were doing your own self uh, portraits Mm -hmm. how it have helped you cultivate your Mm self-love or for your clients and in this case yeah
1: so for me personally one sort of like side of myself that I never really expressed outwardly was sort of like more sensual side and more sort of like sexual side of myself Mm -hmm. because it was just like there was no outlet for that like you go to work in an office or you're (laughs) you're like at a restaurant with Brent like where are you (laughs) Um, it's not like you're purposely kind of like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I Not to say that you can't be like sensual. You can't be a sensual, sexual being like out in the world. Like there are ways to do that, but like I just never had access to that. Like I, mm-hmm. I, just didn't. I was like, well, I, I just can't be. Like I just, for whatever reason, I didn't think that I could be. Yeah. So I'd sort of like shut that down. But I was always curious about it and wanting to to sort of be in touch with that satin myself so it happened sort of like <laughs> didn't take long for it to come out in self-portrait um so a lot of the the photos I post on Instagram are sort of like boudoir style self mm-hmm. self-portrait. and that really when I was first thinking about first taking those photos and then posting them on Instagram I was terrified it was like people are gonna know that I've done this like I just. <laughs> I was like, what are they going to think of me? Mm -hmm. This is so like, like, is this inappropriate? Am I being like, am I crossing some lines here? Like all of those thoughts Mm -hmm. were coming through and the more I did it and then sort of like the more I shared, just the more comfortable I became with it and the more comfortable I became with myself because I was no longer, you know, like compartmentalizing parts of myself sort of like judging some parts as good and some parts as not good were not okay. Suddenly like everything was out there and I was like this is me. This is who I am. I don't care what you think. <laughs> <laughs> um and so for me like sharing those photos, I'm yeah. That was a big part of, of the journey for me. That doesn't mm-hmm. have to be the journey for everyone, but for me that was important. Mm-hmm. Um and then I've heard from clients as well who have taken the course that that was a big part of what sort of attracted them to my work was finding that confidence through the sensual boudoir style work of like that is a part of ourselves I think just generally in society (laughs) that's that's a part of ourselves that we kind of shame um like internally and also just receive messages like from society that like no that's bad don't do that so reclaiming that can be like a huge confidence booster because you reclaim it and then you're like oh like the world doesn't end <laughs> yeah. i can imagine yeah like yeah. it's <laughs> kind of like you're we're always being
0: so labeled if it's not by our parents by our friends mm-hmm. but by anyone like wherever you go you're being labeled and how you dress and how you look like whether you're plus size or you're too skinny or this and i think that's so beautiful what you're saying like that you kind of realize like hey I don't care what you think I'm just gonna post this (laughs) that's beautiful and did you receive any like after obviously like your first post with those pictures did you receive any negative comments at all or Um, like surprisingly no (laughs) see most of the time it's in our head
1: (laughs) I know I was like I honestly thought that like it was actually the opposite like people that I, that I had, you know, gone to school with Mm -hmm. and have known for years, we're just, we're not super close, but like, I've known them, you know, for many years, they would message me and and say, like, I can tell that you are way more confident, like, it's coming through in your photos, I'm, I'm like, have loved seeing your journey, like, it's so inspiring, like, and the (laughs) negative comments just never, never came. (laughs)
0: how amazing is that, though? Like, that realization, that moment you've posted it, you're just waiting for, like, the, the negative comes to come, but it never comes. Yeah. And... Instead, you get, like, compliments.
1: mm mm-hmm. And that was also, like, further motivation for me, that, like, by me putting myself out there like this, I'm helping people in, in a way. Like, maybe they are never going to take pictures like this and post it online, but they, you know... They have another example of someone who, you know, feels fully confident in, you know, like expressing themselves and and like maybe they will feel better about doing that for themselves. I think
0: you received the well-deserved comments, you know, like all the amazing comments because you were on the right path. You were doing what you were supposed to be doing and by doing and taking those pictures and posting them and sharing them to the world. It's like, hey, here I am. Me, my inner queen is out finally. Yeah, I've got it exactly. Like, take it or leave it. If you don't like it, you can unfollow me. It doesn't matter. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> no, I love that. I think a lot of it too was just sort of like before I started posting these kinds of photos, um, or even just. You know, taking going on the self portrait journey, and I always sort of like look to other people for the for the permission. And so, like, I I never saw anybody like anyone in my immediate circle doing this kind of thing. So it didn't seem okay. But then I became the person (laughs) in my immediate circle doing this. Like, I'm I gave myself permission, and I think that's another piece with like the inner queen and the confidence and the self love is that you give yourself the permission
0: that you're seeking mm, yeah because at the end of the day you don't need permission from anyone but yourself it's you who has to realize that you're the one empowered to say yes to yourself like for me for example prior to starting this podcast I kept thinking who was I to start the podcast there are so many other people who has so much more to say than I do um like no one that I knew in my immediate circle had a podcast. So what right do I have to start one, right? So like, obviously, in our industry nowadays, um, there are a lot of coaches mm-hmm. or course creators and educators that have their own podcast or YouTube that are well recognized. Um, A lot of us uses these platforms to not only express ourselves, but to connect with like minded souls like you and mm-hmm. I, uh, we've met through Yes Supply. But the people we grow up with or people we go to school with, this is not their norm. Finishing high school, going to universities, and then working their nine to five that they love to hate, mm-hmm. or they are starting their families, yeah. this is what normal looks like for them more often yeah. than not, yeah, right? Same. <laughs> Yeah. So it's very hard for us then to say like what uh rights do we have to start this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely like the only one in my friend group who is like all over the internet and like, <laughs> pursuing like a digital nomad life. And yeah, no one I know from high school has done anything like this. Like everyone I know is who does this i have been people I've just met online. Like I met you, know right that you do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um so yeah, it's really it's kind of strange like now we're the people that people from high school know.
0: Exactly. And that's why I'm saying it feels so weird to look at this and think like who are we to start this journey but maybe we're supposed to be
1: who is like, you know? You're like someone should do this. Oh. And someone. Okay. (laughs)
0: hey <laughs> but the great part of it though is that we actually are doing it through um discovering ourselves um and it's not like hey i want to be on the internet uh, hey i want to start a podcast just to start a podcast like trust me i was terrified to start a podcast
1: <laughs> so like but how, how does that feel for you now that like you have started it and you are we really-
0: yeah like for me I still like when I'm starting to record it feels like so weird a little bit because it's still like very new to me but uh after like I think I've just recorded like my fifth or sixth episode um like the fourth just came out like over the weekend um it was like it gets better (laughs) Mm -hmm. you get used to it and uh like knowing that there are some people that are listening as well like okay well even if it's just one person (laughs) like in the very beginning like after the first episode came out it was like okay well I know it's my fiance who listened to it the first time you know when I refreshed (laughs) it's like there is some people and you don't know who it is because Mm -hmm. it doesn't show (laughs) but it's it's very liberating for me, like with my throat chakra. Um I, I do feel it mm-hmm. opening up more. It gets scary sometimes because I, I still think like sometimes like what am I gonna talk about now? <laughs> but it's it's really good because it's like practicing um me getting out there, you know? Like it's this is me getting out of my comfort zone and actually becoming like more comfortable yeah. in
1: that. Oh, not comfort zone anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's like ironic because we I think so often we wait. Like I'll do this when I feel comfortable. Or like whatever the thing is, we we wanna wait until we feel comfortable, but the comfort doesn't actually come like until you have done it. (laughs) I think you have to do it on like do it scared, I guess is is like the phrase that people use. Like you have to do it scared and then and then you will feel good about it. <laughs> exactly.
0: Like, uh, I always think, like, um, you know, um, when you go to the beach uh, around like this time, when you go to Spain, um, the sea is still a little cold. <laughs> like, it may be nice weather, but the, the sea is cold. So you go in there in the cold water and it may feel uncomfortable in the beginning, but we get used to it. That's
1: okay. the metaphor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's literally the metaphor that I use every single time I get afraid to do something now (laughs) is like okay well it's kind of like going on holiday jumping into the sea because you're too warm or whatever (laughs) and you get comfortable it's good for you it's healthy (laughs) that'd be great (laughs) exactly (laughs) so I think we kind of like covered that as well like right now because I was kind of like wondering if you've noticed any patterns or re-recurring re- um, themes um, in your self-portraits that you create. But I think we kind of like jumped into yeah. that a little bit. And a little. <laughs> just,
1: there. Um, just sort of like visually in the photos themselves, like if you go back through my feed and it's sort of like a timeline of like, oh, now she's more comfortable with this. Oh, okay. Now she's a little bit more comfortable with this. Like the photos sort of get more revealed, like more racy, I would say, and that's yeah. just because I've become more comfortable, like with mm-hmm. you know, with myself and with my body, and like with you know, being the person who like is posting these you know, boudoir style images online. Like I would follow other accounts and think like, oh my gosh, so those are such beautiful images. I wish I could do that, and. Like now, now I do do that. (laughs) And like, it doesn't, like for me, that that's the theme in in my photos. You don't have to take like boudoir photos to have like a really valuable experience with self-portraits. That's just my thing. Like that was a thing for me. But yeah, I would say that's, (laughs) that's the theme, like just slowly uh, more revealing (laughs) over time. Do you think that they reveal something about your relationship with yourself? Yeah. Then, like uh, when you look at it, yeah, definitely. Like I, I think even the the concept of like voice and using mm-hmm. your voice, like sort of the <laughs> the more revealing the photo gets, like the more comfortable I am with like actually saying something, yeah, and actually believing that like I have something to say and I have something to share. I definitely still struggle with that sometimes with thinking like who am I to like talk about anything like what the heck do I have to say but yeah it definitely it mirrors <laughs> the the like the more comfortable I am with sharing like racier photos the more comfortable I am just putting my thoughts out into the world and yeah revealing more of my my inner thoughts as well and like my inner sort of like workings <laughs> So yeah, so it, it
0: kind of like comes down to like the confidence of getting more out there and like letting out more, like you said, like your inner self, mm. like kind of like claiming your own space in this yeah universe, yeah. basically.
1: Just saying like, I'm here, I exist, like I'm taking a space, <laughs> I can take a space. And it's really yeah. just like, in either scenario, like whether it's using your voice on a podcast, or like writing something in a caption, or posting whatever kind of image, it comes down to your unique expression as an individual <laughs> on the planet. Like, Definitely. are you expressing yourself? Do you feel comfortable to express yourself? And I feel like wherever that mm-hmm. sort of block is for you, or that resistance of like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Or like, no, I can't wear something like that. Or who am I to have a podcast or who am I to like write a book, whatever, <laughs> whatever the thing is where you're like, no, I don't know. other people can do that, but not me. Like that is probably the area where there is going to be the most growth for you. Like the thing you're most scared of or most resistant to is going to be the thing that like, takes you the most out of your comfort zone.
0: makes total sense and i think like what also kind of like attracted me to like you know when i read that you were doing like a self-portrait for self-exploration was like that's a great thing to do for someone like me who is an
1: introvert because i can do it all by myself (laughs) it is great it's also great for like highly sensitive people or like really sort of like Mm unpacking people like if other people's sort of, like, emotions, if you pick on pick up on that really easily, like, it's going to affect you. Like, if you're with a photographer or, like, with a bunch of people in a room, you'll be feeling all of that. Exactly. So sort of, just like, <laughs> putting yourself in your own little space is like, okay, I can be an introvert. I can just, like, be in my own energy. And I can sort of, like, let down those walls that you might have been exactly. putting up otherwise.
0: And do you think like we can use, um, you know, old pictures from when we were younger? Um, can we use that to reflect on uh, our childhood and kind of like heal a part of our inner child?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's this is also um, a great place to combine the journaling with mm-hmm. the reflection on the photos because mm-hmm. you can sort of look back on those photos with, the you know the knowledge and wisdom and life experience of your adult self um and and go through that process of reflection and and asking questions and just noticing what is coming up like yeah. are critical thoughts coming up are nostalgic thoughts coming up are you realizing that they're you're missing something like maybe you, you look back on photos and think oh I, like i really used to love like running yeah. around barefoot in the grass like I haven't done that in years. Like, why haven't I done that? Like, maybe that is something that your inner child really craves. And then you can, you know, kind of notice what comes up. And then if it's something that you realize that you, you know, you desire or you miss or you want more of, then you can um, add more of that into your life. And And that's something that that you can kind of discover just from the process of of looking back on photos and having that reflection time okay so
0: you've mentioned like kind of like recreating the experiences you've had as a child. do you think like can we also like for example use like an old teddy bear that we had when we were younger or something like that trying to heal that inner child instead of just looking at the pictures that we had from when we were younger but kind of like recreate them in our yeah self-portrait journey if that makes sense
1: makes total sense (laughs) And definitely, yeah, like whatever, I think sort of um, inner child healing is sort of making ourselves, you know, like the safe, nurturing space mm-hmm. for ourselves. And like, yeah. that's kind of how we, how we heal our your <laughs> child and sort of like, you know, the, those like spontaneous wishes and like listening to those. So I like I think you could even start the the sort of like brainstorming process of like hmm, like if you know you're going to take a self portrait have a self portrait session you can sort of start mm-hmm. that with maybe like an inner child meditation and have that be like the the beginning of your brainstorming and just see like okay what what is coming up like what is my inner child trying to tell me Mm -hmm. and whatever that is you can use that as that foundational inspiration piece of like okay how do I build a self-portrait session from this so like I don't know maybe your inner child is like I'm feeling really insecure right now I'm feeling unsafe like I don't know what to do like I need some reassurance here like maybe that's what your inner child is saying and then so you can say okay how do I how do I sort of like bring that how do I recreate How do I recreate? How do I, you know, give myself reassurance? What does that look and feel like? And whatever that is, whatever comes up in that area, you can build a whole scene around that or maybe just capture yourself in a space that feels safe to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that's actually really amazing to kind of like have that option as well. Like, because I think like us with our journey, like we try on so many tools, or combine them and along the way we learn more and more tools like for me for example like uh self ports is completely new (laughs) like up until i met you like i didn't know what that was Mm -hmm. another part that uh, i would like to ask you regarding this is like do you think that there is some kind of role that could play into like the broader sense of um you know like the self-portrait towards body positivity mm-hmm. like we've kind of touched upon um self-love already um but o- what do you think like it could mean for us like for example like for me as i already told you like it's kind of hard to like think of like taking a picture of myself or something like that so um mm-hmm. because sometimes like i'm still like working through my own body positivity how do you think that could play like a bigger role in the broader sense of it?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think the fact that self portraits are kind of like this solo activity means that you can, you can sort of allow yourself to feel all of those things Mm -hmm. worrying how you're showing up in the world. Um, And then sort of related to that is that the more you spend time with yourself and the more that you, are literally like capturing photos of your body, like whether that's boudoir style or, you know, fully clothed, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Literally capturing images of like yourself in your body. The more you do that, like the more comfortable you become with your body and with yourself. And so mm-hmm. like whatever you might see as flaws now, um, you just grow to accept them. <laughs> you become more comfortable with them. Um, and you, you start to love them. And I don't think that we have to wait until we love every single part of our bodies mm-hmm. before we can engage in this process and before we can just sort of like, you know, take photos of ourselves. Um, like it's, it's sort of similar to, to, waiting until you're feeling confident? Are you going to, you know, wait to live your life and fully express yourself until you love every single part of your body all the time? Um, Or is it possible that you can create space for your body to just exist, regardless of what you think of it, or regardless of what, you know, you think other people think of it? Um, Can you just sort of give your body space to exist? I love that. I think self-portraits offer that. I think they can be a really great way to give yourself that space and then have that self-reflection. And maybe you still have negative thoughts about yourself. It's not necessarily about um, I can like judging yourself for having the negative thoughts.
0: We
1: mm-hmm. um, can't just like erase them all overnight. <laughs> I mean, maybe we can. Maybe there's a way, but. <laughs> Um, I think it's really just about like noticing them and just making note of them and, and saying, okay, that's how I feel today. And that is okay. Um, would it be great to feel better <laughs> or feel differently? Sure. But like, maybe that's not where you're at today. And just accepting that, like, those are the feelings today. And that doesn't mean I can't live my life. That doesn't mean I can't express myself fully. That doesn't mean... I can't take a self-portrait or start a podcast like I can feel this way and all of these other things I love that
0: yeah no uh th- that was really beautiful because I think like <laughs> um a lot of us um kind of think you know well I'm feeling like shit today so I don't want to like <laughs> write that down or I don't want to like take that picture <laughs> um, or record this because you may like come over like oh well i feel shit so no i don't want that <laughs> um yeah but like how you say how you said that like allow your body to be like that and allow them to allow the feelings to come up mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sit with it i love that definitely
1: yeah and i, I think that's where it starts just accept the feelings mm-hmm. without judgment mm-hmm. um without sort of you know putting yourself down or even having that negative thought in the first place Accept it. <laughs> um, that's how it is today. <laughs> yeah. No, and then um I just
0: I have one last question before we wrap this up then. Um like what advice would you give, you know, to someone who wants to incorporate uh like self portraits for into their like own self-love of self love of or self care routine what's the best advice that you can give the best tips uh, especially for those who may feel intimidated or unsure about uh where to start with self-portraits
1: I think I mean just start but that's that's sort of the best but I know that's sort of like reducing it oversimplifying um but
0: sometimes that's what we need
1: (laughs) i know yeah like just do it um just start with what you have start with where you are Mm -hmm. um and if you only have five minutes one day a week um free from anything else use that five minutes um if you want you know if it feels good for you Mm -hmm. (laughs) to to use that time um and really just deciding like, okay, what, what do I want to do at this time? Or can I find more time? Can I, um, do I want to find more time? Um, yeah, really just start. And I, and I actually think it, it can be helpful to, um, I mean, if you don't even take a lot of selfies, like you can just start with selfies, like the handheld, you know, (laughs) front facing camera kind of thing. Like you can start, um, and just get, just get used to taking selfies um, uh, just, you know, honestly do it. Like I take so many selfies <laughs> in addition to self-portraits. <laughs> um, but yeah, just sort of getting used to the, like, you know, the, the practice of taking a photo of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe if you already have a journaling practice, yeah. you can just add a selfie. Like, I mean, I journal, um, I have like a digital journal, so I, I, type everything. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's that very works. easy to just kind of like upload a photo into that post. So you know, you can just make the selfie part of that journaling experience and sort of like, "Hmm, I'm feeling this way and here's a photo of me feeling this way." And um, then can you know, come back to that whenever you need to. Okay,
0: and can, like, where can uh, the listeners find you online if they want to learn more about uh, self-portraits and how to use them?
1: Hmm. The best and sort of like most active place for me is Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm by Melissa Claire on Instagram, um, and then all my links are there. Um, so links to my blog where I have a lot of posts about self-expression and. Um, you know, how to get started with that (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, links to my course. And I also offer guided self-portrait sessions um, online. So uh, links to that as well.
0: Okay. No problem at all. I will um, add those links. um, Well, your course links on your Instagram um, and your uh, website onto the show notes as well um, for easy access. And... Yeah, thank you so much for joining me today. I know we've had a lot of technical issues, (laughs) but we've survived. (laughs) We're here. (laughs) (laughs) You're determined.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been a great chat. Um, Yeah, I look forward to hearing, hearing it come up.
0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Queen podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave a review, and share it with other queens who could benefit from our empowering discussions. Together, we'll continue to awaken our inner queens and create life filled with self-love, growth, and fulfillment. Stay connected with us on social media and remember, you have the power to unleash your greatness. Keep embracing your inner queen.